It's time for Golf DMV, highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and anywhere else they travel. If you love golf and like to laugh, Golf DMV is your place. This ain't your stuffy, snobby, boring golf show. It's Golf DMV. Welcome back to Golf DMV. Vern's in, in the house. In the house? What am I, in the 90s? Vern's in the house. <laughs> in the his house. <laughs> 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 we got you back. Just, just outlet pass, Colin. DJ Jennings in the house on the ones and twos, and we're going to raise the roof pretty soon. Uh, uh, <laughs> about, we got so much stuff to talk about. We were, we were going through the, the, the uh, list of things to talk about in the show. We've got LPJ stuff to talk about. There were two PGA tournaments. Um, I've got a question about that whole uh, Puerto Rico Open, too. I'll save it for when we when we actually talk about it. But we've got the Puerto Rican uh, Rico over. We've got mm-hmm. the workday. We've got Vern getting fitted for irons. I got fitted for irons. We were at five iron. I mean, we're all over the place. Let's start this show since we're doing um, since I'm doing the old, old school radio stuff and old school uh, terminology. Mm-hmm. Let's start with shout outs. Um, we were at five iron. We ran into someone. Vern, you'll have our first shout out, and then LB will go to you for the second shout out. Exactly. Yeah. So we were at Five Iron and we ran to a brother named uh, Marquise. Uh, mm-hmm. He told us he had heard, of, I think, heard of us, uh, uh, I think, through Instagram or something like that. And mm-hmm. LB gave him a card and, you know, he, he hit us up on IG that night and said he was listening to the show and he was subscribed and, and supporting us. And I just sent my message back saying, hey, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, ready to get out and hit 18 when it warms up, man. So uh, he said <laughs> he said he needs to get some practice up because we're pros. I promise you, Marquise, we are not pros. <laughs> You can just come however you, however you are, and it's yeah. going to be all. It's all you probably still beat us, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah so we are professional that. podcasters, but we are not That's professional right. golfers. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, Marquise, you know, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to the show. And I think Marquise is out there with his son, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah had a kid with him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love seeing that. Good job. Good game. job on that. Yep, yep. Oh, but yep. you've got a shout out. Yeah, my shout out is to uh, Jose and um, Ingrid. I met okay. them at a uh, at a restaurant. So imagine this. Mm-hmm. Put, think about okay. You sit back and sit back and follow me on this. Uh, I'm sitting. You you sit <laughs> you sit at a restaurant. You look across mm-hmm. the, you look across the restaurant. There's a couple that looks young couple that look very much in love. Okay. They're making Google eyes at each other. They have and laugh and having a good time. Oh, right. I'm cynical already. I'm angry. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? But look. Okay. Now she has her right hand in the cast. Okay. And he has his left hand in the cast. <laughs> okay. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking, again, young couple giggling, you know, making Google eyes at each other. I'm thinking, man, this has got to be a great story. <laughs> I want to know who had the rope, who had the duct tape, who had him something taped to the ceiling fan. I need to know that I need to know what y'all were doing to boy right. fail to break your wrist, right? Right, right. <laughs> so I tell it to my wife and she's like, leave them people alone. Don't, don't. I'm like, no, nah, I need to know. This gotta be a this gotta be <laughs> mm-hmm. a great story behind this, right? <laughs> right. So I asked them and they were like, Oh yeah, well, it's not as exciting as I had hoped it would be. Um, <laughs> so good. Let's share it with the listener. <laughs> yeah. So she uh Ingrid broke her wrist. They was doing the snow and the ice and stuff. She had walked out of the out of the uh, basement door or whatever and she slipped on the ice and fell. Oh and broke her wrist. Two weeks later, Jose was at work. He fell and broke his wrist. So that's how they hit him with the broken wrist. The the only the fun what to me was kind of funny was they have two kids and they have a six month old. Oh. So they to the diapers. So I'm like oh. it is like, yeah, we we have to tag team the baby to put the change the diaper. Because he, you know, his his left hand and her right hand, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Try I can imagine trying to change diapers and not get duty on their cast. One hand. 
that's, that's rough. Yeah, yeah, really nice couple. It was, it was good, really nice meeting. I told them I would shout them out, but I was really looking forward to a really good sh- story. That's something mm-hmm. I could, you know, try myself. But <laughs> well, we're glad when you brought what you brought. We appreciate it. <laughs> yes. And that was Jose and Ingrid. Ingrid, yes. get well yes. soon, yes. guys. Get those, yes, get those of us together, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and okay, so I'm done. They were Next. having a good time. <laughs> Lots of stuff to talk about. So I guess uh, you know what the last since the last time we did a show that was pre Tiger's car accident, wasn't it? We didn't because uh, yeah, because yes. I think it was two, yeah, we it was did it Tuesday yeah. morning. Yeah, so the Tuesday show had week. dropped that yeah. day, but we recorded on the, 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 the mm-hmm. Monday night. I mean, right. by now everybody knows about yeah. it and, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we talked about it during the week and how we feel about it, and it's fine. Everybody wore red on Sunday, you know, for the most part. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that, that, that's cool. And cool. no one, I, we're glad that he's alive. I mean, obviously, you know what I mean, right. like because right. that was a serious car accident. Um, you know, so you know, uh, we got to see his recovery and whether he makes it back or not. You know, uh, yeah. we'll see. But meanwhile. Yeah, yeah, at the, the WGC <laughs> workday on Sunday, everybody's wearing red. Uh, Colin Morikawa, you know, he's racking up some wins early in his career. He wins mm-hmm. another one. Um, and uh, uh, I like this guy. Don't, uh, what do you yeah. guys think about Colin? And, and I didn't. I watched a little bit of the of, of, of the workday. I didn't watch a, a ton of it. What did you guys mm-hmm. think about the tournament in general? So I saw some of the some of the round, like the tail end of, of the last round. So I like mm-hmm. you. I didn't. I didn't see a ton, but. After he won, and I bet against him, and I shouldn't have, because if mm-hmm. I had been following my own advice, for those who listen and for those who don't, uh, last week we talked about the stats that affect your game the most. And I, what mm-hmm. did I say it was? It's strokes gained approach. Non-tee shots outside of 50 yards from the green. So basically second shots. Who's the leader in that category in the PGA right now? Uh-huh. Colin Morikawa. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Morikawa. I just happened to look it up today, and I was like, how did I not look this stat up immediately? Right. And, uh-huh. and, and for those who did watch, and so I, I did watch some highlights, Claude, and I noticed that concession, concession, mm-hmm. they, there's a nickname called concussion on the, on the PGA Tour because uh-huh. it's, so, it's so rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long bomb, it seems to like sort of doesn't play well for the bombers where you're just going to like smash it down there, right. and get, drive it right. up. No. And this is where, this is why Colin, it's no, it's no coincidence. I should say that Colin, great iron player, Webb Simpson, Horschel, some of these guys were at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. Uh, and even, I mean, Roy was up there too, but at the top of the leaderboard at the, at the end of the day. So that was definitely a, a striker's course where you got to uh, land and hold greens and your approach has to be money. His was, mm-hmm. and he won. So I do, and I'm with you, Claude, too. I like Colin. He's real smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. curious if he was going to fall back. I, I, you know, I didn't think, I wasn't sure. I, I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, if he was going to slide back or not, but I uh, got a little rocky there, I think, in the, at the beginning of round four, and then he just sewed it up and just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he kind of has what it takes. He's got some He's got some really good wins early in his career, so he's showing that yeah. he can close some stuff out, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, but he's a, he, he's, a, he's a great player, LB. Yeah, yeah I, I, same as you all. I mean, we had it on at five iron, so we got to see a little bit of it as we were um, – hitting balls there. Um, I watched much of, most of it on Thursday and Friday's round. Um, I, I too, I like Colin as well. Um, I did, I did, I didn't see it live, but I did go back and listen to the speech he, he gave, well, I guess we won't call it a speech, but they, when they were interviewing him after the round, when he thanked Tiger, um, you know, that was pretty cool. And I, it, 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 it impressed me for the fact that one, just how cool he was in the interview and very sincere. And, and that was just off the cuff, you know, and it right. came out as a really good um, thank you for Tiger and to, you know, to the golf world and all that stuff, the thing that, that Tiger has brought to the game. Um, and actually it, as much as everybody knows, I'm, I mean, I'd like Tiger. I think he's a great golfer as a person. I don't think of much of him, yeah. um, but the go- the game of golf owes everybody who's playing golf today. That's not on the senior tour. And even some of those guys on the senior tour owe Tiger a debt 
Mm-hmm. They owe those jets and those race cars they got and those mansions to mm-hmm. Tiger uh, because he he's the one who made that sport uh, a, a billion dollar industry because it wasn't before Tiger. Right. Um, so they all owe him a debt of gratitude for that. Um, as far as the, the uh, course itself in the, in the I was rooting for Brooks. He he um, he didn't do too much on Sunday. I think he was, was minus two on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, what's what is wrong with his neck anyway? Does anybody? I haven't. I didn't look that up. But he keeps he keeps walking and doing like thing like I do all the time. Scrap, mm-hmm. Crack his yeah, neck. after the third round, he was just <laughs> complaining of pain. He didn't say specifically, just complaining of pain, stiffness, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, top ten, Tony. This time actually was uh, top. Well, he was finished fourteenth this time, so he, okay. he he didn't make it to the <laughs> the top ten. Stuff. Up to his nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a good tournament. Um, I'm a little concerned too about JT. Um. Especially, it's, I think it's been a couple of weeks now, two or three tournaments since his, 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 his grandfather passed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they, yeah. you know, he's really close. And I, even before that, I think he was, eh, he wasn't really doing much. But since then, he hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hope that, you know, he can get, uh, you know, get emotionally straight again to get back up up there. Because I, I do like that JT. Apparently, they were really close. I mean, yeah. you, know, you got his yeah. grandfather, his father, and himself all that generational thing they were really, right really, really close yeah so um yeah so I, I you know hoping he can get get his his stuff together and, and get back up there um that's that's pretty much all i have for that yeah cool let's jump to the manny millions then uh with uh with this um the puerto rico now so we go to the puerto rican open okay you want to go puerto rico open yeah that's what that's what i did the manny millions for the oh puerto for that rican okay cool you know so here's they, the they didn't have a cut line for the oh uh, right 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 wgc events don't have a cut so here, here's the thing about the Puerto Rico Open. I was wondering. So there were some names in the field that you would see at you know at, at other um, at other events. And so I'm just wondering if you're not going if you're not a part of the WGC, would you want to play at one of these off? I won't say off to, like off brand tournaments, but like one that's going on at the same time. But you're not in the in the field with like the big dogs. Like of course you would mm-hmm. want to because you're going to get money if you if you win. But suppose you're a guy by the, like like if you're Ricky Fowler or someone else who wasn't at the like would you want to do that at the risk of maybe even missing that cut and like well, dang I didn't even make <laughs> like what would you you know what I mean like 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 would you would you bypass that or would you just go in there and it just kind of is what it is? Well, I think well most of the guys that if you look at the field, I mean most of the people that were in the Puerto Rican Open are. It, it, I, we we use this phrase at least I use it a lot. It probably is not. Eh, it's accurate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I call him the B. I call him the B League. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, I mean Brandon Grace. While yeah, he's he's on the PGA Tour. He's he's won a few events on the PGA Tour, but he's not a household name. Right. You know, he's not when you, when you say PGA, Brandon Grace name doesn't pop in your head. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just going down the list now to look at some of these names. I mean, I know Ted Potter because. I do a, a, go, a golf podcast, so I know his name. Mm-hmm. But the average person don't know these people. Um, I don't I'm, know his name, and I'm on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just going to the list to see any uh, Aaron Bradley. I, I, you, mm-hmm. know, those, you know what I'm saying? So these are these are the B league. I mean, that's, I might that's I might skip are. Claude. I'm, I, I, yeah. So what I what I might Lucas do if Lover. I'm one of those yeah if I'm one, if I'm one of those guys, Claude, I, I might look at who's. I'm doing the thing we talked about. I'm looking at who's in the WGC. I was like, oh, man, Brooks, Bryson, but I get like three mm. names deep. I'm like, I'm cool. Who's on the Puerto Rico? Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Biscuits? Cool, man. I'm so so, so I'm you would play it. You would play it. Oh, yeah. I'm a, yeah. I, I got it. Look, if I can't make the cut against Jimmy Biscuits, I mean, what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Hey, 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 Ray Ron. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's in Puerto Rico, like I said. You know, right. Uh, it's right. some sunshine and some beach weather. Right? I don't even know who won. Who won this event? Uh, Brandon Grace won. He, okay. he won at minus 19. 
$540,000. So that tells you right there it's the B League. Mm-hmm. Because the WGC, I actually know what it was. I know it was over a million dollars because every sure. PGA tournament is over a million dollars. This yeah. one is $540,000 for the winner. Right. Um, Lucas Glover, our friend, uh, Mr. Uh, left Hand, don't uh-huh. hit me no more. Um, <laughs> tie for T, T39th at uh, minus six. He won $10,962. Mm-hmm. Our friend, our mm-hmm. friend, Mr. $60 Tommy Two Gloves Ganey. Just off of a win, right? No, he had the first round lead. He shot 65 on the first day. No, I mean, last week or two weeks ago. Didn't he get a, a, a paycheck not too long ago? The 200 and some. Uh, did he? I think he did. Did he? Let me go back to my notes because I think I have it here pretty close. Because we were trying to divide it by 60. To no, he, no, he came in. Um, yeah, he, 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 was t- he was T47 for that tournament. That was in the Corn Ferry uh, Southern oh, okay. Coast Classic. Yeah, okay. We were, okay. Yeah, yeah. He won close about the same amount of money this week. Um, this so he, he again he shot 65 on the first day then he went 76 74 73 Ooh. to finish even and he won six thousand one hundred and fifty dollars oh. so that was that's one of those situations he's counting his blow jobs before he won them <laughs> won the tournament and then he ended up losing so there you go <laughs> john so we'll go to manny millions mr mm-hmm. john Sinden. ever heard of him no, obviously not yeah me neither <laughs> exactly um he uh, finished at plus three. He won five thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. He's six foot four, two hundred pounds, forty nine years old. Okay, oh, long in the tooth oh, from uh, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Uh, he's married, got one kid. Uh, okay. Joined the PGA in two thousand and two. All right, here we go, guys. All right, he's got two wins: the 06 John Deere and the twenty fourteen Valspar. Hmm. All right, so he's got four second, uh, four second place finishes, one third place finish. 43 top tens. That's not bad. Yeah, 43 top tens. Out of 471 events, he made 318 cuts. Okay. What is his? What is Mr. John Sinden's career earnings? Okay. I was surprised. So I, I, I won last week, but I'm yeah. going to, so what I'm going to try to do this week is ask, mm-hmm. is, is I'm going to go first. Okay. I'm going to try to break this no, first. Well, what you can do, since you won, you can decide whether you go first or make oh, yeah, no, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going okay. to, I'm, I'm deciding okay. to go first. <laughs> I will not defer to the second half. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go uh, eight and a half million. Okay. Okay. I, I legitimately, when, soon as you, soon as you said his name, John Sendon, mm-hmm. I was just like, mm, four. I had him at four mil. You got it at four? Yeah. I was shocked at this number. Okay. $21 million. <laughs> wow. 21.6 got to put some respect on his name. Exactly. exactly. I don't know who I am, but the anything. bank know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think, just think about it in the time frame. I mean, this is 2002, 2002. since he started playing. I mean, that's, 18 you know, years. Yeah, yeah. he's been getting it for a minute. Yeah. Um, so the only, only note I got about him, he said if he wasn't playing golf, he'd be working at the sheep and cattle farm that his in-laws owned. <laughs> it's a good thing he's playing golf because <laughs> he'd, he'd be knee deep in cow. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even be his. It would be his in laws. His in laws, no. right? Jeez, the weeds, man. Have some more ambition in that, bro. Open up your own one. Or something. Anyway, uh, how do you even open up one of those farms? I guess you got to have the land and the capital. Yeah, you got to have land. Yeah, the, the guy I played golf with in um, Kentucky, but Rodney, he owns up. He got fifty head of cattle or something like that. Oh, good wow. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, okay. he's, I mean, real farm life. He gets up in the morning, got to go feed the cows and all that other stuff. Yeah, Kentucky right. stuff. 
Yeah. Well, let's move to the uh, to, uh, to the LPGA. Um, right. uh, Nelly Corder wins. Uh, so the Corder sisters are going back to back wins on the mm-hmm. LPGA tour. Jessica won earlier. Nelly won. It was good to see Lydia Ko back in the uh, you know on top of the leaderboard or at least in the mix. Because yeah. um, for a while there, it's so funny because you know you get someone like Lydia Ko, and this happens all the time with with you know PGA LPGA players. They'll they'll be successful and then they'll they'll switch something. They'll want to do a new swing. Or they'll or they'll they'll change their clubs or they'll do something and then it's like they're starting all over again trying to warm themselves back up and she right. made a, a a couple of changes and it just hadn't been um, the same since then. The biggest story for me was that this is the first event in years that Annika Sorenstam came back to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you talk about dominance. She dominated the LPGA while she yeah. was um, you know kind of in her prime and she came back. Now she finished last. She's the Olivia Millions. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. She's the Olivia Millions. But here's the thing. We know she dominated and won a lot, but they don't get paid a ton there. So if Annika Sorensen, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not playing my hand as far as how much I think she made because I don't mm-hmm. know. But if she, in her illustrious career, made less than John Sinden, we know something is wrong here That's for true. all that dominance. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, but she finished. She, she was uh, Olivia Millions, but to, to, mm-hmm. for for her to not be in her prime, um, uh, older, and yeah. to come back after not playing Seen at all, right? At all, and mm-hmm. to still make, still the, make cut, the cut, yeah. I mean, again, the whole point of the Manny and Olivia Millions mm-hmm. is how much money can I make to just make, the, make cut the cut and finish yeah. last? And that's she's living, man, she's living my dream mm-hmm. for Manny, basically, yeah. and mm-hmm. our dream for Olivia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some, that's some real. It's got to make you feel some kind of way if you're out there struggling to get it on tour. It's just like, oh, you know what? I haven't played in a while. I'll just jump in there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I made yeah. the cut. Right, because <laughs> yeah, because she even said she had she had planned on taking her daughter to dance practice or something, whatever. Oh, and she said, oh. "Yeah, I'm gonna have to call somebody, have somebody take my daughter to be her to practice now because I'm gonna be here over the weekend." Yeah, her, <laughs> apparently her so, son so, had a birthday party on Sunday. He had to go to for Henrik Stenson's son. Really? You know, they're uh, all from this. I think they're all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, and so uh, yeah, he had to. But anyway, uh, yeah. Did you guys watch it? I watched. I watched a lot of this one. I, I didn't find it honestly because it was. I don't know the, the final round. I don't think it was. I don't think it was on television. It was on TV, yeah. Which was yeah. wow. That's part. Yeah, that's I did part see. Of, that's part of the money problem right there. Right. Yeah, I did see a little bit of it, but it was. Uh, it was a rebroadcast. Or I think it was. It was Saturday night or. Maybe it's Saturday night before the fight came on because I was bored. Right. Yeah, so I watched a little bit of that. Um, our sister, uh, Mariah uh, Stackhouse, uh, she made the cut. She finished at plus three. She won uh, $5,131. Making a cut. Uh, we go. From, she made the cut. Uh, Danielle Kang did not make the cut, oh. um, which is a little bit surprised. She missed the cut by one stroke. She had three straight bogeys on, the, on her back nine uh, between mm-hmm. four, 14, 15, and 16. Okay. That pretty much did her in for making the cut. Yeah, there's, you some, do there's a, some names who didn't make that cut. Gabby Lopez didn't. Yeah, I noticed that my 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 one of my favorites, uh, whose name I can't pronounce, her or her nor her sister was in the oh, field. Yeah. Oh, Aria Jutanigarn. Yeah, Nora. I can't say her name. Jutana. Or I just call her Cutie. Aria. All right, there we go. Yeah. Is that the right one though? You know, I think you you like more. I believe more. I think I think see. I think it's more. She's a yeah. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> let's move on. Um, <laughs> before I get myself in trouble, Olivia's million, Miss Annika Storm, Storm, mm, Storm Stamp. Thank you. you she finished at plus 13. She won $3,833. She spent that on a weekend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she, went, she went pro in 1994. She is, she is the right spry age of 50 years old. 
So, okay, so, you know, LPG don't give you good stats, so that's mm-hmm. all I can give you right here. She right. has 72 wins, mm. 207 top tens. That's mm. all I got for you. Okay. So, went pro in 94, 72 wins, 207 top tens. What is her career earnings? Okay. I'm going to go first on this again. Okay. Okay. Since you won the last one. I'm gonna guess it's right around thirty-two million dollars. The first, the first number I thought was forty-three. Okay, that's what y'all going with. Mm-hmm. Okay, twenty-two point five. No, no. Wow. I mean, I won, but no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Wow. But you, you gotta remember. So, uh, look, Nelly, Nelly Quarter, who just won yesterday, first place, three hundred thousand dollars. <sighs> Yeah. First place was three hundred thousand dollars. The yeah. B League on the PGA was five hundred and forty. Right, more Jeez than that. Yeah. Right. See, this is this is gotta fix this. Yeah, it's wrong. It's, it's completely yeah. wrong. That's unbelievable that she only made that amount. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying only the twenty some odd million, but still, given you could, if you her compare, status as possibly the exactly. best female golfer of all time. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you, yeah. Well, it, what she's not, done, what she means to the LPGA versus what John Sinden means to the PGA. Is completely outsized, and she's only bested him by two million dollars, basically. Right. I'm, I'm gonna try and see. If I can, I'm just curious, right quick, because um, Tiger has about the same amount of wins, right? He's what 82, 81, 82, um, yeah, yeah, 81, yeah. 82. 72 wins. That's um, impressive. Mm-hmm. Career. Yeah, Sam Steve's record was uh, was was 82. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I'll be. Oh, you go, got ahead, it? go ahead. No, uh, oh, I was just gonna filibuster and tell everybody where we got a round coming up. We got a round coming up Wednesday, first one of 2021. Yes, yes, Links yeah. The links at Shaladon. Yeah. So it says uh, it, this doesn't give us this little blur thing, but it says uh, add that to the more than 120 million he's made on the course. Okay. Wow. Okay. Right. Right. So that's there. You go. 22 versus almost 100 million dollars. Million yeah, more. That is yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta fix it. Gotta fix it. Gotta fix it. Um, so let's jump to the to the iron fittings. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I, I got, yeah, I'll go. I guess I'll go first. So mm-hmm. I ended up going to my guy John Ross at Golf Tech, um, and the, the one in in Rockville. Uh, we get out there, and he says, "Okay, just warm up a little bit. Let me just you know check out your swing. We'll get going." So, no, tell, so hold, before you before you go too far further, tell me about the environment. Is it a uh, like a simulator type thing? What he what he got a net? What was it? Was what what it's like in it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got this. Yeah, so it's, it's the simulator, but basically, so it's a, it's the net with the screen in front of you, mm-hmm. uh, all this technology above you, in front of you, behind you, and also now okay. what you now they they switched up. I think what they did, they used to strap you with all this stuff, and and and, and but they don't do they don't have to do that anymore. They've got some new technology now, and it checks okay. all you know and all the all the numbers and angles of the of the uh, club when it comes down. Um, okay. Way too much too tech for me to, to understand. <laughs> a lot of colors and buttons and stuff uh-huh. looks really really high tech. And so okay. and so we're in there and uh, and so I'm swinging. Now remember we talked about this the last time we went to Five Iron. How everything I'm doing is hooking right now as a lefty is hooking right, and that's not my miss. It hasn't been my miss. And I'm you know and I was telling him about that. And 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 true to form, it was doing the same thing. But he would he was he showed me a video when like, told me like when I first got there versus what I was doing now. And he was like, it's night and day. Like, like, so he said, the, the, he said the, the difference right now is, is that I'm still coming out to end, but I'm no longer, but my club face isn't open anymore. He was like, you know, it, it, it he said, it, it's pretty much 
like uh, 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 slightly closed, maybe square. And so what I've got to do, he said, I can fix that. He said, that's going to be an easy fix. This is easier than the first fix that I, <laughs> that I had to do on you. <laughs> and so that encouraged me. But so we're swinging. I'm just, you know, hooking. And, and then we did a couple tweaks and we got a, a sort of straight, a, a kind of, but still going left, but, but uh, hooking right. But the cool thing is, he, you know, we were starting to work a little draw and stuff like that. But anyway, we're doing that. And so he, he brings in a couple of club heads and a couple of shafts. And so he's like, all right, let's, let's work on some different things. And I'm sitting there watching him switch out shafts and then this head and that head and this and that. And it's all based on, uh, you know, the numbers that he sees on the screen, you know, he's Mm -hmm. like, all right, well, this one will probably work better with that. And so he's going through this stuff and I'm telling you, I cannot even articulate to you guys like what he said from a technical standpoint, because I don't understand any of it. I don't understand any, I mean, Vern, like knows it to a T and he's like, well, this and the spin rate and that and the attack angle stuff. I'm just looking at numbers. He's like, well, this number should be closer to four and this number needs to be, you know, and, then, and I'm like, give me a club, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it means. And I'm just taking this word. I mean, literally, I'm the guy that, the, that could go to golf tech or anywhere else and these people could literally scam me and just mm-hmm. take my money because I believe whatever he says because I don't know. Right. I don't know anything. And it's so like I'm literally just trusting him with this investment in these clubs and he could literally say, yeah, yeah, here's one. This is going to work and take the money. I still like trash. And if I still play the same way, I wouldn't even think to blame him or the clubs that I have. I would just right. say it's me. It was, right. <laughs> it would just be me. And so, I, and so I, I felt really confident about what he was saying, but I also felt helpless at the same time because it's like, I don't know what's going on. Did he ask you what, I mean, it, he must've understood that though. Did he ask you when he came in? Or like, what do we, what do you want more than anything? Like, are you trying to get distance? Are you trying to get whatever? Do you just want to get fit? Did he did he break it down for you at all? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he knew it was a fitting, um, and 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 uh, he already again we we already did a series of lessons together, so he was kind of already familiar with with how I head and what's going right. on, and and right. so um uh, uh so he wasn't like walking into it blindly, you know what I mean? Well, well if, I mean, I mean, did he state what the objective was with the fitting though? Was he was like, oh, yeah, was he yeah, like yeah. all right, based on your swing, I want to get like a lighter shaft, or you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, okay. we we wanted to try to work out to work out distance a little bit, and um and and uh, and so um he, there were what were the ones he brought? Out? He brought out uh, I don't. You, you're going to, I'm going to lose you on the shafts. I have no clue, but he brought out like four or five different shafts. Um, and he, he, the first club he brought out was the, um, Callaway Maverick. Okay. And he put that on a couple of different shafts, uh, and we're hitting it. And, um, and it felt good. You know, one of the, I don't know whether we went with a lighter shaft, but stiffer, I can't remember exactly what it was, but one way or the other, we found a combination that felt good. Then we went on to a TaylorMade to the TaylorMade Sim two, Mm -hmm. I think. Okay. And surprisingly, because, you know, we talked about this, I don't really hit TaylorMade irons very, you know, well at all. Right. And I did pretty good with the Sims. I, I, okay. You know, and so uh, then we did the Ping G425s or something like that. And, yeah, and that, you know, it was interesting because he said, he said, just do the same swing. And you're going to notice he's going to launch a lot higher because it had a bigger, it had more forgiveness and stuff like that. But it, but the clubs were lofted high, and 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 it, I swung fine with them, but wasn't getting any distance because it was yeah, it was just kind of going going high. Um, and he said yeah, that's way too high. We don't want that. And then there was one more. I can't remember exactly what it was. It, um, might have been a Titleist. Where'd you end up? I ended up with the with the Maverick. Ended up with okay. the Maverick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really okay. felt good with that. And I'll just say, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I'm so when I hit my seven iron, I'm fine with one fifty five, one sixty. Right, currently. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with yep. 155, 160. You know, uh, I can I can trust it for that. Um, with these with these Mavericks, it was 170, 175, and so I was okay. like, 
Yeah, I was feeling really. Now, again, I also don't trust simulators. I don't think I'm hooking them as right as far right as these things say that I am. So I'm probably still hitting the, the 700, the same distance. I don't trust the simulators. But I'm looking forward to it. And so we ordered them. There's something with a, with a shaft that's got something on back order, but we'll, we'll see how it works Everybody. out. And so ne- the next thing is the driver fitting for me. Yeah. What is that? Oh, I don't know yet. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't schedule it. Yet, yet, yet to be we, scheduled. We but only spent so much at the time. Here's yeah. what's funny. LB was saying, because, um, you know, it, LB was that same day, he was like, hey, you know, because it, it was nice outside. And it was kind of ironic because mm-hmm. it, was, it was that Wednesday where it that was Wednesday, sunny, yeah. like 60 yeah. degrees, mm-hmm. and I'm indoors, you know, doing it. But anyway, he was like, LB was like, hey, I'm about to go to the driving range. And I'm like, uh, I'm at Golf Tech, about to get a fitting. And it's like, <laughs> but I never said, I didn't tell you guys, like, sneaking around trying to get new clubs to try to improve. Stop telling anybody. Pog gained about 10 yards. How did that happen? Right. Yeah. So, um, so real, so I'm going to cover my fitting experience. I'm going to try to do it from the perspective though, because I'm new, I've never been fitted for anything. And so for those listening, I want to do it like, uh, from your perspective, right. If you've never been fitted, maybe you've been fitted once. Um, so number like where I, where I was before it started, I was not a fitting zealot. I was kind of neutral. There are people you would always hear and, Oh, you need to get fit. You need to get fit. In my mind, Fitting was for better players. In my mind, fitting would be like if you had a, a, a decent impact condition, like you had a nice descending blow and maybe you were a 10, 11 down through single digits. Cool. You go get, get fit for your irons and help dye your game up some more. If you're shooting mid 90s, 95, eh, eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, complete, complete horseshit. Completely wrong. I was, I was, I was wrong on that. So I, I go to see the golf doctor uh, to get fit for stuff. And uh, oh, hold on, hold on. The, the overarching message here is do go get fit. I am now I am now a fitting zealot. Uh, LB, I text LB before the show. I said you're going to get my old irons because I did I did get some myself. Nice. Don't even don't even swing them. Don't game them. Don't even game them until you go get the shafts taken care of. I walked into the golf doctors, uh, the gentleman down in K Street. Uh, he did an interview with a uh, uh, Beltway golfer, our, our our friend. Go you know go check it out. Um, I get in there. This guy's been fitting for like 24 years now. So I get in there and he, I'm warming up. He's not even looking at the results. I'm just hitting a seven iron warming up. Side note, Claude, why did we hit seven iron? I asked him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know because he's been doing it for 24 years. He said, we go, he said, we try to go to the middle club middle. in the back. Mm-hmm. He said mm-hmm. back in the day when it was, I think, a two or three iron, it used to be five iron. Five mm-hmm. iron used to be the middle club, but now nobody carries those anymore. So it moved down to a seven. Seven is like a zero. Good place to start from. Just mm-hmm. a side note. Um, so I'm in there warming up. And he's not even looking at the shots. He's just looking. He's like looking through my bag. Like nobody can see me. But if you imagine somebody just looking at your bag while you're hitting, and he immediately, like maybe five shots in, he's like, oh, these clubs too long. These clubs too long for you. He's, he's only seen me for like five minutes. <laughs> he's not even looking at me hit the ball. I was like, really? I was like, oh, yeah. He said, he, said, he turned and looked at me. He kind of like scans me up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, hey, you got like long arms, right? I was like, I mean, yeah, I do a little bit for my size. He's like, yeah, it's too long. It's already. That's step one. And then <laughs> it just. For, <laughs> from there so uh he did have i did have a little bit of a mini lesson in there because i was probably frustrating him a little bit because i pulled the ball my shoulders were going like straight horizontal from and a little i mean i do it anyway and then the drive the all the speed training with the driving wasn't helping because mm-hmm. the you know drivers are a flatter club but anyway i was pulling the ball he correct he helped me get he, he basically fixed the shot so that he could get reliable data mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. he, so you could pick a club right yeah yeah <laughs> he straightened me out i got me swinging more vertical and i was actually striking him towards the end nice. um Everyone should get fit. Everyone should get so one shaft length off, off break. He was like, yeah, just off the rack. Your jumps are too long. He put me one that's a half inch shorter. Uh, um, uh, uh, distance distance went up. Two, you know, the first thing I looked at was club head speed. Mm-hmm. Right. With the club, I said club head speed again. He was and again. I love. I, I like him because he's so casual. He's like oh, club head speed. He's like, look, man. I mean, look. <laughs> he was like, that don't mean a damn thing, bro. <laughs> 
He said, go look at your ball speed. I was like, oh, he – now, I know – like Claude said, I know some of these numbers and some of what mm-hmm. they mean, smash factor mm-hmm. and in path and all that. But he still kind of was like, mm, not really. He said, club head speed is okay, but if you hit it like trash, it doesn't mean anything. Ball speed is the indicator, and then smash factor. Smash yeah. factor is just basically how efficient you are at getting your power into the – you know, are you hitting it in the center of the club face? Um, so, yeah, so he showed me a swing on my irons when I was warming up. He was like, look at this. Your best swing was three miles slower than my fastest swing. And 10 yards longer because I happened to catch that one in the middle of the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was better. He said, and the ball speed was higher. He said, ball speed, ball speed, ball speed. He said, trust me. He said, swing speed is great. You need to get that up or whatever. But after that, you have to hit the center of the face or the rest of this is trash. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So he, so then he, he, same thing, Claude. So the, for everybody knows what a fitting is like, right? It's a bunch of shafts and things like that. Um, one of the things he did break down, and this is another reason LB again, take my clubs. Don't even swing them until you go get fit. I assume like, so what do we have for shaft for flex, right? Regular stiff, mm-hmm. extra stiff. I assume like most people, I would probably maybe a stiff, you know, or, or, or even down to a regular. And he said, eh, he said, it doesn't work like that. It's more like shoe sizes where there's, he said, just think of like stiff. And then there's like stiff plus. And there's like stiff plus plus, and then you get into like extra stiff light, like the bottom end of another zone. He said mm-hmm. there's little okay. gradations between all of these. He said the manufacturers have to, you know, for selling purposes, they have to lump everybody into like bigger right. groups. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. two, they they the extra stiff. He said the extra stiff is actually what used to be a traditional stiff, and he says a lot of that is marketing. They know they're marketing to men with egos. Mm-hmm. And they want to feel like, yeah, I'm big and strong. I need, to, exactly. I need the extra strength. Exactly. Now I was the opposite. I always figured that I, I probably needed a lighter or a less flexible. Mm-hmm. So in, so he gave me the, he got me the length. I mean the, uh, he said length's wrong already in five minutes, maybe 20 minutes. And he was like, all right, yeah, your shafts, your flex too, too flexible. He said, we're gonna have to move you up. So I'm in like a light X basically, like a, like right at the top end or the bottom of the X or, or, or the top end of a stiff shaft. Uh, I got some project X shafts, which are 6.5. And then, and then he said, he, and you guys asked, would I be open to different heads? Glenn asked this question, mm-hmm. uh, brother-in-law, one of the golf homies. You know, what if he fits you on like a shovel game improvement iron? I'm going to be, mm-hmm. my feelings are going to be hurt. I'm going to be totally distraught. <laughs> but, um, but I told him, I said, I'm open. I said, whatever gets me the best results. And we did club. We moved, uh, we moved all around. We had, uh, had some bigger heads in there. We went mm-hmm. to TaylorMade. I hit, and I wasn't even paying attention. I said, just put it on there and let me hit. Just let me hit and mm-hmm. whatever you think is best. And it came down to a TaylorMade and a Mizuno. And there's another reason why I like the golf doctor and LB, I might recommend him. Is he said, he said, he's like, yeah, these are pretty close. He said, the Mizuno though, you get more shaft options for free. Like you can switch out different shafts. Uh, okay. They have a greater range of shafts that you can get without an upcharge. Mm. Um, and he was like, and he's performed pretty closely. So I hit him again. I hit him. He's like, man, we're going to go with the Mizuno on this one. Nice. Uh, um, Music to yeah. your ears though, right? You were happy about a, that. a little bit, but you know okay. what? I was more, I was more just like after a while, I just started like really focusing on the numbers and the path mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. I do and everything, everything else. And his lesson was low key pretty good too. Like, cause he had like at the end, I was like really, really striping it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he did have to give me one, one little positive marker, he was, yeah. I don't know if impressed is the right word, but he said, he was like, Oh, it's, it's you've maintained your speed. My speed for the seven nine was about 80, anywhere between 85 and like 89. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I maintained it for the whole two hour session. It was a two nice. hour session. Oh, wow. That's long. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, that's impressive. He said, you maintained your speed through the time and with the heavier, with the heavier. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the moral of the story every now I'm a, I'm a fitting yeah. just yeah. knowing that LB because, because now, now I think to myself, what are the odds that the shafts I'm going to give you are correct for you? Probably well, right, it, right. I noticed that the other day. Well, yesterday at, at Five Iron, I put the the Tylus and and the, and the uh, Mizunos together. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I was showing you looking at the heads. 
Right. They they are pretty much as far as uh, height. They are pretty much equal. Yeah. So which means that I might be playing with two longer shafts anyway. Um, but I got fitted a long time ago, and I and I say long, I mean like fifteen years ago. Mm. Right. Um, it, it, yeah, if, yeah, at least fifteen years ago, and he did take my shafts down a half an inch. Yep. My my irons, all my irons was cut down a half an inch, and he did some the the loft, the angles, the lie angles, and stuff were mm-hmm. were adjusted um, with the clubs that I had. Um, so I'm assuming that probably need to be done with whichever club I end up using between the Tylus and the Mizuno's. Right. Uh, they will have to be done as well. I'm interested to hear LB's um, fitting story when, when, when he gets it, because the yeah. thing I liked about what the, what the golf doctor said to you, Vern, and, and what John Ross did with me is that, is that um, they didn't, because what I thought would happen sometimes is that, that, and maybe people go through this, is that someone would fit them for, fit them for clubs that will improve their results without actually improving their game, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But yeah. he fixed mm-hmm. What he saw, as started you pulling the stuff. John was like, no, I know what this hook is going, but remember we was going out and slicing. You changed this. We're going to fix that to do this, but we're going to still, you know, but we'll do the fitting. It's like right. they wasn't trying to give me clubs that were automatically closed and that, you know, it's just so I could still do the same jacked up swing or jacked up thing, but the result would be okay and I'd be fine right. with it and thinking, you know what I mean? And so I really- right, you mess around and take a lesson and then those clubs are invalid. And one, mm-hmm. of the, and one of the things that he did say, which I thought was, and here's the thing, for those who don't know, I've seen people get fitted. It, at, at the range and stuff where I'm at, it can be a little salesy, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you, this is why you need to find somebody you trust where it's like, oh, you know, move it out. They just get you getting the ball, hitting the ball nicely. It's like, cool, yeah, I think this is it for you. One of the things, again, that I like about the golf doctor and John Ross may have been the same way was he, he said up front, he was like, look, man, he said, I can only do so much with equipment. He said, uh, so, he, so he watched me hit my stock swing. Once he got my baseline, he was like, okay, cool. There's the pool. We can fix that in here. He said, but ultimately – it seemed it, he, he basically he asked you what do you want first and I told him like more accuracy more center face contact he was like mm-hmm. cool I'm gonna get you as far as I can with the equipment with that and then obviously you're gonna have to do the rest he's very right. honest and upfront mm-hmm. about like mm-hmm. you know how can I get you and this is why we ended up um, in terms of the club head I went I'm currently playing like the MMCs which are basically just like a like a maybe more towards a player's iron and now I've gone back to the J the uh, the hot metals which are more like game improvement light and he told mm-hmm. me he said look mm-hmm. he said your swing isn't so trash. he's like you're not so trash that you need like a full offset shovel he said but right. you a little bigger sweet spot and so that's what i have now as a club mm-hmm. and the last thing i'll say is um it's shaft he just kept stressing he was like look man club head club heads do make a difference he said that. he's like yeah, obviously they can be bigger smaller he said but for the most part he, he like held the club head like the metal if you can imagine holding it he was like you can only move this is at the end of the movement he said this is only going to move a certain way no matter what he said the shaft though mm-hmm. can respond you your body and the shaft will be responding and reacting to each other throughout a round and so we're trying That's to get John the shaft saying, yeah. that exactly yeah. has the best characteristics uh uh for your swing so even beyond length lb i mm-hmm. would be interested if like you saw maybe you know I, I keep talking about the golf doctor but somebody somebody who's who's legit who saw your swing and was like oh yeah these are either too heavy or maybe maybe too light maybe you need mm-hmm. a heavier shaft right, based right. on what you're doing so i i I didn't expect all of that, Claude. I, mean, mm-hmm. I didn't expect as much. Mm-hmm. I figured he'd be like, oh, okay, here's some swing speed stuff. Like you said, I'll, I'll, I'll open it a half an inch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, we're done. Nah, nah. But you went, feel really went. good afterwards, don't you? Like you feel yes. like you got a real good diagnostic mm-hmm. on, on, on your swing. You know what I mean? And, right. but, um, but also, too, John Ross said something to me as well. And this goes to your point, Vern, that everybody should get a fitting. Because I'm the same way. I thought I got to be at a certain level in order to get a fitting. To some point, like if it's your first time picking up a club, don't get a fitting. You know what I mean? But right. but if you go to someone who, who you, if you decide like, who you're you going to play golf, 
yeah. Be definitive. Yeah, you know, and, and 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 so if y'all hunched over, don't have the correct even like grip and all this other kind of stuff, you may want to take a couple lessons first and then get fitted. You know what I mean? But but like you said, you don't have to be great to get fitted. You should you should you should get fitted. But I but I do like to think about with someone who you, who you trust and is going to tell you the truth. Because John Ross told me there was there were a few people who came in for a fitting before, and he's told them we probably shouldn't move this fast. Like you know, we should do a couple of. He said because they they maybe picked up a club once or twice at a driving range, and now they no, got now you know they got money. And then they got this, so they want to, you know, they want the full blowout golf tech lessons, want to get fitted. They want to buy the most expensive clubs. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we do that, let's just get you in a rhythm. Because like, like you said, the golf doctor said, like, I can't get reliable information to even suggest to you what to get yet because, you know, you can't hit the ball. you're all hunched over and, you're, you're, you know, and your grip's all wrong. And yeah, like, yeah. we got to, we got to start some, from, you know, from, yeah. from, from basic. So it's good to hear the two testimonies, testimonies. So you kind of, mm-hmm. especially for our listeners. So if you haven't gotten fitted, you can hear people that we feel have done a great job with fittings and so you kind of can gauge that with your experience and, and even ask some questions based on what you've heard us talk about i and i even text glenn like i said glenn is a good example for those who don't know his uh, brother-in-law he just started playing last year again if you're 95 if you're like like claude said you know if you picked him up yesterday you don't know if you're going to be in it don't do it but if you're maybe six months to a year any like i i have the bug and i want to play and you might still be shooting in the hundreds I would still say just on him, me walking in and him being like, him just looking at the, it was, I was, I can't stress enough how blown I was. Like this dude was had his back to me. He was just like, oh, he's close too long. It was like, bro, you just saw me two seconds ago. Like, he got long arms. And then, and then of course, at the end of the lesson, he measured, he ended up, he, I guess he needed exact measurements. He mm-hmm, measured yeah, mm-hmm, and showed me like a, a chart comparison. He was like, look at your arms compared to your hips versus this other guy. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and he told me, he said, he said, your model is 20 feet now. I said, go look at 20 feet now. I got long arms. Yeah. I didn't. He said you won't be able to unsee it. He looks like he's playing with kids' clubs because he's yeah. got these long arms and they're hella short. <laughs> you won't yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. So yeah. It, it, what what did, what did he give you in your grips? Are your grips uh, the same size, or did you it, go up on no, grips? Nope. There's another one. He again, mm-hmm. and he noticed mm-hmm. this. He when he he before he measured my hands, he looked at my hands. He was like, oh, you got kind of like skeletal hands. They're kind of like big. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, again, I'm only five seven, but my hands are like kind of big and like. <laughs> and. Uh, He's like, I think you would benefit from a tapered grip. And I was like, what is that? I didn't know what that was. So mm-hmm. it's basically, so, I mean, you know, the grip tapers naturally anyway, mm-hmm. right. but there are some where they taper less. Mm-hmm. So basically the right hand or the, the hand that sits lower on the club, mm-hmm. it's thicker down there instead right. of mm-hmm. being skinny. And I said, yeah, I do have a problem where my right hand, um, if you can imagine the lower hand basically creeps over the top of the club because it's, it's so, it's so, uh, so, so small. Skinny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So skinny in my fingers. And so he, he, he's like, oh, I think you need a number four. He like, got it. Boom. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is dope. He's like, yeah, it's going to slow down your wrist rotation. It's going to force you to rotate. They're just super casual. Just be like, yeah, you know, I see the mm-hmm. trash players. Yeah, all I do this stuff all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was really comforting, Claude, to have somebody who had been doing it so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems, he, you know, I, he did acknowledge. He was like, oh, you do IT. You seem to be into some of this data. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. But he also, he, he will also make it relatable for you because there were some mm-hmm. stuff I didn't understand. He used analogies like driving a car and different th- for forces and th- these different things. And he explained it very well. And he seemed very interested. He, does, he, he wasn't like, oh, I need to get this dude like to buy some clubs and get up out of here. Mm-hmm. He went back and forth between two shafts like six or seven times. He's like, nah. He said, yeah, I know. I like John Russell said, said I, that. He's really, he really wants to make sure that I get, yes. you know, he was almost yes. as ind- not indecisive, but he was going back and forth the same way that I would. And so I, I didn't feel uncomfortable because there were plenty of times I was like, let me try this Maverick one more time with this shaft. And he's like, okay, well, no. And so we do that. And he's like, okay, now, now go back with the sim with this other shaft just a couple more times. I want to see something really quick. And so he right. seemed just as into like the, the, right. the, the results as, as I, yeah, as, as, yeah. as I was. Cause you know, like I said, a couple of times I wanted to go 
go back and hit some. But you know, if if the instructor seems disinterested, you don't want to do it. Like, oh, am I wasting his time asking again? Right, right. And, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, got somewhere else to be, man. So can we heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said that in the beginning too. He said, "I'll." He said, "He said if you trust me, I'll rock, rock with you." He said, "But anything you want to hit," he said, "Don't feel like you know you're paying for this." He said, "We are anything you want to hit, you can hit." But he, one of the things he, the way he put it, Claude succinctly was he was like, he said, "I know what I don't like quickly." He said, mm-hmm. I'll watch you hit something. Because there were a couple times I hit like two swings. He was like, no, 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 no. He's like, that's out. And mm-hmm. then there would be others where he did mm-hmm. like, and that's the ones we, we kind of fine-tuned. So I go back and see him Thursday for the nice. driver. This is this is the one. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be spiced up. <laughs> oh, that, that's what I was going to ask you. Say, did you impress him with your swing speed on the driver at all? Did you whip it out? Or are you going to stay low-key till, no, 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 low till no, Thursday? No, but this was, all, this was just an iron fitting. And he had, he was like, he's booked solid. He's, okay. And then he said, that's the other thing. The COVID like booked him up through, I think, April. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we just did irons, and then thir- he didn't even know I was coming back Thursday. I was like, "Yeah, I booked Thursday too." He's like, "Oh man," he said. I don't. I, he said, "I don't even check anymore." It's just booking, booking, booking. Mm-hmm. So Thursday will be interesting. I want to see if I can get my speeds up. On That's the what. Are, are, like right out, right out the bat, are you going to give it all you have? Like that first. Oh, week? You, oh, you know it. You know it. You know it. I'm gonna try not to break anything. He's got like a small studio. I don't want to break nothing, but I'm gonna be cranking out there. Where he's like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I see what you got. One twenty, one twenty-five. That's what I'm trying. To oh boy. Crazy, crazy. Well, anyway, folks, yeah, we'll see once LB gets his, he'll report back on that. And uh, Verb will let us know about the driver. I'll try to book my driver session with uh, John Ross coming up at some point. And uh, yeah, we'll report back. And we'll report back about Links and Shallow Dog. It's some yes. uh, 20. Looking forward to that. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to it. The season right, begins. The there it is. season begins. There it is. And we'll be back next week on Golf DMV. Hey folks, this is LB from Golf DMV. As many of you know, I've had neck and lower back issues for a while, but I found a chiropractor who's been able to keep me in the game. Her name is Dr. Smith at Cache Sport and Spine. She's conveniently located in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside the Beltway. Dr. Smith has made a huge difference in my flexibility and pain management. If you need a chiropractor, do yourself a favor and contact Dr. Smith and her staff at 301-641-5693 or online at CacheSportSpine.com the official chiropractor of Golf DMV.